0: Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson, and this week I'm going to be sharing with you a kind of personal story about a really hard health lesson I had to learn, once again, dished out compliments of the universe. But before I get started, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This way you don't miss a thing. I would highly, highly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Okay, let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Align Self-Care Podcast. As I said in the introduction, I'm going to be talking about another hard lesson for me ditched out from the universe. Uh, This is the second time that I've experienced this same lesson from the universe, and I think it's trying to teach me this lesson in a different way. I'm not really completely sure yet. I'm not going to lie. I thought I had it down I mean, this is what I teach people and I'm good at it. So, I feel like I should have it down pretty good, right? I mean, I feel pretty damn good most of the time. My health feels pretty damn good. So, my question to myself is, am I so used to the way that anxiety feels in my body that I don't even realize that I'm experiencing anxiety in my body? I don't even realize I'm anxious. I don't feel anxious. So, the first time i learned this lesson was when i had a stroke caused by stress i was 39 years old i didn't have any type of heart disease or clogged arteries or anything that i i had a a tear in my vertebral artery and this is what caused the stroke so i learned my lesson right which was which i thought it was it's not just about what you eat and how much exercise you do um it's it's not like you could possibly be thinking to yourself i'm doing all the right things right It's about taking care of your stress levels too. This is something I was not doing. I wasn't practicing any form of self-care. I was a single mom with three kids. I was selling real estate at the time. I had no, like I thought I had no time for self-care. And when I had the stroke, I had to make time for self-care, right? My body was like, yes, you do. I'm going to make you have time for self-care. So it was a hard lesson, but it worked. I worked really hard at reducing my stress and anxiety and balancing everything as As balanced as you can possibly be. I always describe balance as something that's not something that you can achieve. You can't become balanced and then just stay there. Balance is just like a constant. It's kind of like riding a bicycle, right? When you hop on the bicycle, you don't get balance and then you're just like, all right, well, now I could just sit back and let the bicycle ride around. No, you have to constantly shift your body and move your arms and move your head and you're constantly putting yourself back in balance. And that's the way you have to be in life. You have to be aware enough in all these different areas of your life to be able to put yourself back in balance before you experience what I experienced, which was the stroke. And it could, be, it could show up in all different ways, anxiety, high blood pressure, uh, stroke, heart attack, uh, autoimmune disease. It could show up in just so many different ways. Everybody's different. So I tried everything, and a lot of this stuff worked. I felt so much better, and I started coaching others on how I did this, what worked, how I made it a habit. Okay. And I suppose I didn't take into consideration the absolute chaos the world seems to be in over the past couple of years, right? And counting. I've been working on this too. I've been trying to reduce my exposure to media, also, my exposure to anything for that matter that doesn't serve me, including but not limited to unpleasant family members. And I know there's a lot of people out there that can relate. So I'm obviously missing something. Not that I'm not doing enough, but I need something different. I'm missing something, and that's what this lesson is. So instead of saying, why is this happening to me, I'm saying, like, why is this happening for me? What is this trying to teach me? And in turn, what can I share with you guys that I learn about this? So my body's talking to me very loudly, loudly right now, saying, pay attention. Because I'm not doing good right now. And I always say that the universe will keep sending you the same hard lessons over and over and over until you learn what you need to learn. And so here I am again, right? So this is about 10, 15 years later. Uh, Yeah, almost exactly 15 years later. I don't know. It's around that um, since I had my stroke, and I need to do something. I need some kind of an adjustment, all right? It's kind of like, you know, when the universe is teaching you these lessons over and over, they keep dishing the same crap to you. And you're like, what the heck? I thought I had this. I thought I had it. And it's like, kind of like when you're dating and, you know, you keep ending up with the same type of man and, you know, this person is not good for you. And you're like, why do you keep sending me this same person, the same prototype of man? Why? Like, why is this happening? What do I need to learn? That's what I think that says. When you keep being dished the same shit over and over again, you need to learn something yourself. This is all about you. So this is the same thing. I'm having the same lesson thrown at me. And what I'm hearing right now is you're not done yet. You need to learn more, go deeper, go deeper and do it now. So here I am on another journey to discover how to reduce and control my anxiety and my stress, something that is, Constant struggle for me. I, I currently meditate. I journal. I do yoga. um, Trying to think of some of the other practices. There's many practices that I, you know, I kind of put into my life. Some of them on a daily basis, but I obviously need to look at something different. So my second lesson, the one that I've experienced recently that I'm talking about, is a few weeks ago I wasn't feeling the greatest. I was getting a lot of headaches. And I thought it was my sinuses because I do not get headaches. Sometimes even when I get a sinus infection, I don't get headaches, right? So headaches is definitely a warning sign for me because I just don't experience it. And I'm a huge baby about it. Like even just a little headache, I can't function. I'm allergic to a lot of medications, so I can't really take anything all the time. I actually have to take the time to maybe lay down. I think the only thing that I do do like to medicate it is to have a cup of coffee or something like that. I have a lot of issues with my sinuses, so this wasn't like a huge red flag at the time. I thought maybe I just have a really bad sinus infection because I had been fighting off that for a while. So I got some meds, and I felt somewhat better, but I still wasn't right. I never get headaches, and this was becoming like a regular thing, right? So I noticed one day, I was just sitting there, and my head was just pounding, and pounding and pounding with like with my heartbeat, you know, every time my heart would beat, it would be like someone was stabbing the center of my brain with an ice pick, right? So I decided to take my blood pressure. Okay, I had a blood pressure cuff from like a year ago, I had this really bad allergic reaction to coconut. And the doctor prescribed um, steroids and the steroids made my blood pressure go wonky, like so wonky. And so I had this blood pressure cuff from that. So I took my blood pressure and holy shit, it was so high. It was like 160 something over hundred and something, right? I was like whole, like I've always had normal blood pressure. Even when I was younger, I had low blood pressure. So I was, this scared the crap out of me, which in turn made my blood pressure just get worse, right? So I can't remember the exact numbers, but they were high, 160s over 100s, right? Scary high. So I did this on a Friday, of course, because why would I do it on a Monday when I could go to the doctor? Now I did it on a Friday. So I had to like marinate in it for the whole entire weekend. And I, so what I did was I just kept taking my blood pressure all weekend and there was no real change. It would go down a little bit and go back up and... And it was just scaring me. So I went to the doctor on Monday. I got very lucky to get an appointment right away. And yep, she confirmed my blood pressure was high and did an EKG, which was abnormal, right? So whatever that means. Uh, She said the abnormality wasn't something like she didn't understand. So she was going to send me to a cardiologist. So she gave me some meds to lower my blood pressure, something that I, I don't, like if those, for those of you who know me, I do not like to take medication. I just don't. And I'm really happy that at my age, which is 55, I do not take any medication until now, right? So this was something I didn't want to do, but I felt so shitty. I was willing to do anything. So I went to the cardiologist, and he said, yep, your EKG is not normal, and he sent me for a stress test and an echo, and then, um, but on a side note, on a side note, what the actual fuck with the name of a nuclear stress test? Could it be more stressful and ominous than that? Can you make that any more stressful for people that are already probably stressed out? That name stresses me out. Waiting the two weeks for my ominous nuclear stress test was so fucking stressful. Um, I obviously didn't need that shit. So when I went to my doctor the next time, I suggested that they should rename the test to a heart health study. Doesn't that sound like better? That just sounds so much better to me. It also makes you feel kind of important. Like, you know, they're studying my heart. This is cool. Right? And then like, also when, when I went to this facility, everyone there was doing the same test as me this whole facility was for this one thing. And so I think they should put like spa music on, uh, maybe like the scent of eucalyptus and spearmint, you know, going into the air, maybe like maybe a library right there so you could read books because 95% of the test is you sitting in the waiting room waiting for the next part of the test. You have to wait. You know, they have to inject you with this radioactive shit. And then you have to wait. And then you go in, they take a picture and then you have to wait. And then you go in again and you run on a treadmill and then you have to wait. And then you go in like, so it's just a lot of waiting. There was a lot of waiting. And I, I didn't know this and my phone battery was dead. And so I was just sitting there and it was like, that was stressful. Sorry. It was just stressful. So maybe I'm being a little traumatic, but I think they should rethink the way they do the test. I really do. And I'm joking, but I'm also partially serious because those little things that I said are very easy shifts that they could make that wouldn't cost them anything, really. You know, maybe some essential oil. So also, on top of that, I had to wear a heart monitor for a week, and so I went home from that first cardiology appointment with a little suitcase and a heart monitor that I had to wear 24-7 for a week. I could only take it off when I bathed. That was it. So long story short, the other day, I found out that everything was great. Nothing is wrong. Like, I, my heart health was great. Everything looked great. Like, everything was good, except for a little bit of um, kind of like heart palpitations. Like when he did the, he did the heart monitor for a week and also a little pulse ox thingy for a day. And he was like, yeah, there's some heart palpitations. And I'm like, well, I kind of feel like I was going into a panic attack. Like I would go to bed at night and if I didn't feel good, I got, I get anxious and nervous and then felt like I was going into a panic attack, panic attack. Now also on top of everything else, you know, I'm at the age where I'm going through those different hormonal changes, right? So, I'm having night sweats, I'm having heart palpitations, which are pretty normal for menopause, right? But I don't know what's what, right? Is this from my anxiety? Is this do I have some kind of a heart condition? Am I going to drop dead? Or am I just, you know, are my hormones just changing? What what the actual fuck is going on? And so I'm not, as most people know, there's not a lot of help with those hormonal changes from the doctor, and it's not a cardiologist's thing, although he was willing to listen and agreed that that might be part of it, right? But what it came really down to is I have a little bit of a regular heart rhythm sometimes, but also that I should just chill the fuck out, like to put it simply. But to be easy on myself, sometimes we hold... Um, anxiety in the body for a long time from things that we've experienced throughout our lives. And have I experienced some different types of trauma events in my life? Yes, everybody does, right? So, and especially over the past couple of years, right? So um, I have to learn how to release this trauma from my body, right? I'm pretty good at releasing it from my head, my mind, but releasing it from my body is the thing that I need to master, so can you believe this though? The same lesson, but a lot less dramatic than the, the stroke. Um, I guess you could say I'm really lucky. So here I go on again on another journey to discover how to expand, how to go deeper and how to release. And I don't want to use the word control because I don't I don't think it's a control thing. Control just sounds more stressful to me. It's about how to release and manage the energy of anxiety, right? So I'm going to say if you have anxiety or you feel stress, and I'm guessing that maybe you do if you listen to this podcast, because it's all about self-care and mindset and, and a lot of things that pertain to anxiety and stress. Um so if you have this same problem and you have a lot of stress and anxiety either sometimes or all the time I want you to I'm, I'm going to invite you to join me on this journey because I'm going to share everything that I learn everything I try everything I learn what works and what doesn't so I am starting to make a list and I call this list my <laughs> um my stress and anxiety reduction plan okay and I have already over 40 plus things on this list and some of these things I already do, like I said, I do meditation. I could be better at doing that regularly. I do self love exercises. I do affirmations. I do journaling. I do yoga, right? So there's, but there's other things that I can try and add into my life to go deeper and to learn about how I can um, work with this energy in my body and kind of transform it into a better energy, right? So. When I, when I first got the news, when I first realized that my blood pressure was high, my first, my first response was I was really pissed because since I had my stroke, I take really good care of myself. I do everything I can to support my health. I'm not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. You gotta have some fun, right? You don't wanna be too serious or I think that actually puts more stress on our bodies, right? So, but I do a lot of things, but as an example of what I mean by stress in my head as opposed to stress in my body. um, So I run, I'm a runner and I love running. And when this first happened, my doctor was like, chill, like don't run until we get the results to the test. And I hate that because I run when I'm stressed out. I always say to my friends, if you see me go on a 10 mile run, then you know that something's wrong. Like I'm working something out of my system, right? And it's usually anger, right? So anger, run. Like I'm angry, I'm going to go on a run. It releases that energy from my body, right? But another thing to take into consideration when you're running is you know, a lot of times if I'm running 10 miles, a long distance, you're putting a lot of stress on your body, right? So you're putting your state, your body in a state of fight or flight, right? So even though I'm releasing this energy kind of from my mind and I feel better, right? I'm still like in that that state of fight or flight. I'm like going hardcore. I'm going all in, right? And so I'm not saying that I shouldn't run. I'm just saying that I need to like balance that out with something like the yoga, I'm sure balances that out, right. Or maybe something else, you know, but I need to be able to also release that stress and put it myself into a state of like rest and digest in my body when I'm feeling stressed. And I don't come out of that a lot because I'm a very type A personality. I like to work. I like to do all this stuff. I like to stay busy. And I think that this is part of my problem. And so this is the journey that I'm going to be on. So if you're like this type of person who really likes to go all in hardcore, but and some people can do this without it affecting their health, but I really do feel like this is affecting my health. And I need to kind of learn how to put more balance between these two places in my body. So my first lesson was to listen to my body, which I did. I felt like my body... betrayed me because I had done so much work to keep it healthy. Um, but after talking to a few people, I realized that, no, this, my body was protecting me, trying to take care of me and giving me a little warning sign before something worse happened. And so I'm going to listen to my body and take this into consideration. The second thing I thought was, well, I have to change my diet. Well, I have to stop running. Like I was just like, oh my God, no, I, I faced the same thing when I had my stroke. I didn't know if I was going to be able to run again. And for those of you who know my story, my doctors basically didn't really want me to run again. Right. Um, but it was one of the best things I ever did. It really healed me. So um, I do not regret it. And I don't plan on stop stop. I don't plan to stop running, but I do plan to balance that out with some other things that can calm my body, also, calm my energy. So, the running is a huge part of my life identity, and the way I eat is a huge part of my life identity. Um, but what I realized is, yeah, I kind of moved into like acceptance. Like, if I can't run, then I'm going to have to focus on something else that's going to make me happy, you know? And I accepted that. I was like, I'm going to move into that. Like, I'm not going to hurt my body just to, you know, to keep up, keep up with my, what I think is my identity because it's not, that's not my true identity if I really think about it. So I was going to start to add exercise into my life that doesn't put so much stress on my body. So really amping up the yoga and, One of the things I noticed myself doing when I do yoga is I always want to do a hard yoga, like that's going to work my body and push me and push me. And so what I started doing is just doing some really stretchy, cozy yoga, maybe even some yin yoga sometimes to really calm my body and calm my mind and and come back into like balance and maybe into the present moment, right? So doing practices like that, giving myself the rest that I need, right? So I wasn't even letting myself rest when I was doing yoga. I was like, what can I do to make myself stronger, more flexible, better, right? But instead of just being, I was pushing. So I realized I don't have to stop doing any of this. I just have to change my perspective. And that's what I meant um, by what I said at the beginning. I, I need to think of things differently. I need to, so I, I learned all the lessons. I learned the lesson from my first, you know, experience with the stroke. And this lesson is teaching me to view it in a different way, a different perspective. It's the same kind of lessons, but it's really just going a little bit deeper. If that makes sense. So my first plan of action is, as I said, I made a stress and anxiety reduction plan, an outline of sorts of everything that I want to look at, and I'm going to like share my results with you and share the things that I'm doing with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually put this in kind of like a spreadsheet or some kind of a presentation where I can share it with the world. Like it's going to be like a very like intensive plan because I can't do anything easy, right? I guess here I am again pushing myself. <laughs> but anyway, I really think that this will be helpful not just to myself. Like this is a journey that I feel like I have to go on this journey. I don't want to be on blood pressure medicine. My doctor says I don't need to be on it. I just need to control the anxiety in my body, right? So what a what a challenge right what a challenge like I have to work towards controlling the anxiety in my body in order to get off the blood pressure medicine right which is very important to me I don't think pharmaceuticals drugs should be used as a crutch like if I know what's wrong and I know that I can resolve it without the medicine then that's what I should work on I shouldn't just make things like oh well I could just take it and just be as stressed out as possible because I know what will happen it'll just show up in a different place a different way this dis-ease in my body will show up in a different way right so handling the problem right getting in front of it is the way to do it so I'm going to make this presentation spreadsheet whatever I'll make it interesting I'm gonna share it with you it's gonna it's gonna be a long journey because as I said I have over 40 things on that list and you have to try these things out for a certain number of time to be able to feel if they work for you. Another thing to keep in mind while I'm doing this and while you're going through this with me, and I hope that you join me on this, is that something that works for me might not work for you. And also vice versa, something that doesn't really work for me might work really well for you. So even when I share something, I'm not gonna be like, this doesn't work. That's not gonna be my outcome. My outcome is, this worked for me. These are the positives. These are the negatives. If it didn't work for me, I'm still going to give you the positives and the negatives. And and you could decide if it's something that you want to try. So in closing, I feel lucky, right? I feel lucky that the last time my body was giving me these warning signs, I was too caught up in my life to even notice them. And then my body forced me to notice them, right? So this time, I'm because of the work that I've done since then, I'm more tuned into my body. I'm very tuned into all the little nuances of my body, all the little feelings, the little pains, the little things. As I said earlier, headaches are not normal for me. I could have just kept popping something. There's not a lot of stuff I could pop, but I could have done that. I could have medicated myself and just been like, oh, it's a headache. Oh, it's a headache. Oh, it's a headache. You know, And then what would have happened? I don't know. I don't know. So I feel lucky and relieved and happy and a little bit excited to expand my knowledge and to take care of myself at the highest level possible in order to put my best self into the world and in order to share this with you and my clients. So I love that I'm being challenged right now to do this for myself. And I love that I'm going to be able to help a lot of people by sharing this. So I'm going to ask you if you're, if you're into this and you're going to join me, um, definitely look into the show notes and get on my email list, right? So just get on my email list. I believe there's a link in there. And, um, follow me on this journey. At least once a month I'm going to check in with you guys and I'll do a special podcast once a month sharing with you what I'm what I'm trying, how it's working out, like challenges and all that kind of stuff. So get on my email list and if you're feeling it, definitely send me a message. You can send me the best but the best place to message me is actually on Instagram, which sounds weird because social media isn't like totally my thing but I always get those messages. I always do. And I, I don't always see all my emails because I get so many. And for some reason I don't get messages on Facebook. Like I miss a lot of them. And so Instagram is the best place to message me and it's at Tina Stinson coach. So I would love for you to follow me there, but get on the email list because anything I'm doing, I'll be talking about uh, on there in that list. So, um, also in closing, one of the things that I decided to start with, because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I believe sometimes this is like a little intuitive hit for me, um, because I am so and I'm so tuned into my intuition that when something pops into my head, I think to myself, there's a reason this is popping into my head. So the two things that have been popping into my head a lot lately and on the forefront. Of everything is Qigong and Tai Chi, right? And so I started the yesterday or the day before thinking about what's the difference between the two, which I'm still learning. I'm not quite sure yet. And for some reason I'm drawn to Qigong. So today I watched a, a Mind Valley talk by Lee Holden, who is someone who obviously is very experienced in Qigong. And it was very informative. So I decided to look at a few of his free classes. And I'm going to be doing I, I tried to do one last night. And the day before, I feel like I need to like, I, I just went on like YouTube, you know, how you can go on YouTube. Um, but I feel like I need more instruction kind of to really get behind the meaning of it. Because what Qi Gong means is qi is energy and gong means skill. So it's about becoming skillful about skillful about your energy. And when I learned that that's the meaning, I was like, this is exactly what I need. Like this is a sign, this is a total sign for me because I need to be able to manage my energy. I need to gain more skills in order to handle my energy and be able to bring myself back into like that balance. Like I'm riding the bicycle, right? And one of the things that Lee Holden said was, um, that really hit me as perfect was Qigong is like the sunrise and the sunset of exercise because you feel so good. It's like when you look at a sunrise or a sunset, you're like, ah, that's so nice. Like, and every morning I wake up to the sunrise and yeah, I love it. And to be able to think of exercise or body movement that way just sounds like exactly what I need. And so I'm starting with that. And so I'm going to do my first free Lee Holden Qigong exercise tonight. If you want to join me, just uh, look up his name. I believe it's spelled L-E-E-H-O-L-D-E-N, I think. I'm sure if you Google that, you'll be able to find him. Um, And join me with this uh, exciting endeavor. Anyway, until next week, remember to add deep-level self-care into your life every day. And also remember, self-care is not selfish. It's an absolute necessity in order to put the best version of yourself into the world. Love you. Bye.